You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The hymn writer said, We're the whole realm of nature mine, that we're a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. I thought about that word love when I was studying for the message. Love's a word that in our day has suffered a lot of misinterpretation and revision. It's used flippantly and oftentimes it's used empty. When the world uses the word love, it refers to love with condition. The world knows love in response to something. The world understands what love is, but it loves with a tarnished love. The world's concept of love is a love that wants to get for itself. It's a selfish love. And because of our fallen nature, we have a great disadvantage tonight when we come to try and study something so deep as the love of God. There's a lot of things that are attributed to God that I can't understand. I can't understand God's grace. I can't fully understand God's mercy. I can't totally understand God's long suffering. I can't fully understand God's forgiveness. But beyond all of those things, even further than that runs the love of God. One man said, love is the brightest star in the constellation of heavenly virtues. It's the richest treasure in the celestial court. It's the choicest gem in the Lord's crown jewels. When you study love, you'll find that love comes from the heart. And the same thing's true about the love of God. The love of God does not come from his mind. It comes from his heart. It comes from the very center of who God is. Tonight, if we could completely understand the love of God, then God wouldn't be God at all. The Bible tells us that God is love and that love is of God. Man has never known love apart from God and God has never known a moment apart from his love. Tonight you'd be better off trying to contain the ocean in a thimble or catch the wind in a colander as to try and describe and give a definitive definition of the love of God. The hymn writer, he just sang it, got as close as you can get when he said the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen could ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. When I think of the love of God, I consider there's not a grain of stardust in the galaxy that's left untouched by the finger of God's love. There's not a blade of grass on the ground that's not been touched by the finger of God's love. There's not anything in the expanse of eternity or the existence of time that's not been touched by the finger of God's love. I remember the illustration of these men that went out onto the ocean and they decided they'd try to find the depth of the sea. All they had was a rock and a rope. They tied the rock to the rope and dropped it over the boat and they found the rock didn't touch the bottom. One man looked at the other and said, just right down, it's deeper than that. Then they let off some more rope and the rock dropped and yet it still didn't touch the bottom. And they said, well, just right down, it's deeper than that. Then they sailed out further and dropped the rock down and let all the rope fall till there was no more rope and the rock didn't touch bottom. And the man said, it's hopeless. We'll never find out how deep it is. Just write down it's deeper still and let's go to the house. Tonight we can study the love of God from now till we see Jesus face to face. I don't care how much rock and rope you drop over the side of the boat. We'd have to come to the conclusion it's deeper than that. The only way I know how to explain it is this. God loves us. The young people sang it and they sing it well. Jesus loves me. This I know as he loved so long ago. Yes, Jesus loves me. 
prophecies will fail, tongues will cease, knowledge will vanish away, but the love of God endureth for all eternity. There's no parallel to the love of God. It finds no comparison, it has no substitute, and there is no one beyond its benediction. The love of God is immense and it is intense. It travels every line of latitude and longitude and touches every point north, south, east, and west. I began to think about the love of God. The love of God is absolute love. It is altogether love. It is almighty love. It is atoning love and it is appeasing love. The love of God is blatant love. It is blessing love. It is blood shedding love and it is blameless love. The love of God is Calvary love. It is cast your care upon him love and it is carrying across the Jordan love. The love of God is constant love. It is conquering love. It is comforting love and it is consistent love. The love of God is divine love. It's direct love. It's desiring love and it is defending love. The love of God is deep love. It's devoted love and I'm glad it's durable love. The love of God tonight is eternal love. It's everlasting love. It's every second, every minute in every hour kind of love. The love of God is encompassing love. It's emancipating love. It's enveloping love. And it's enrapturing love. The love of God is forgiving love. It is forever love. It is family love. It's my father's love. The love of God is focused love. It's fiery love. And it's first love. The love of God is grace love. It is giving love. It is godly love. And it's a great love. The love of God is holy love. It is heavenly love. It is helping love. It is healing love. And it's holding love. The love of God is incomparable love. It's inexhaustible love. It's immutable love. It's infinite love. And it's indiscriminate love. The love of God is Jesus love. It is just love. And it is judicial love. The love of God is kind love. It is kingly love. It is kinship love. The love of God is lasting love. It is lavishing love. It is leading love. It is living love. It is loyal love and it is looking love. The love of God tonight is lassoing love. It's momentous love. It is mighty love. It's majestic love and it's merciful love. The love of God is never forsaking love. It's never leaving love. It's omnipresent, omniscient and omnipotent love. The love of God is perfect love. It is pure love. It is pardoning love. It is powerful love and it is persistent love. I thought about the love of God. It is love without question. It's love that reaches down to the gutter. It's love that searches the heights of heaven. It's love that cannot be taken away. It is love that is unconquerable. Love that brings victory. Love that's wonderful and worthy of our worship. It is love that's zenial and welcomes whosoever will let him come. It's love that yearns for the soul and love at its very zenith. There's a lot of things that we might discuss tonight and say that's a wrap, but you'll never tie a ribbon around the love of God. It's indescribable, incomparable, and there's no way we can comprehend it. For just a few minutes tonight, let me give you a few things from this verse quickly about the love of God. Number one, think about the proclamation of God's love. Look at your Bible. Here's what it says, and don't shout me out while I'm preaching good, but listen to what the Bible said. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me. Watch the declaration. Yea, I have loved. What a statement that is. Had that statement been made by man, we might do well to look over it, run by it, and ignore it. But that statement, yea, I have loved, was not made by mortal man. It wasn't made from a sinful source, but that was God himself that made the statement, declaring 
proclaiming, I have loved. Far above the Gettysburg Address, more liberating than the Declaration of Independence and more endearing than the Pledge of Allegiance is the statement from God, I have loved. That statement is without any motivator. That statement is not in part but the whole. That statement is made from one without sin. That statement does not need love to give it. It loved in spite of not being loved. That statement didn't arise from emotion. It isn't carried by preference. It's not built on something being reciprocal, but it's rooted and grounded in the character of God. I think about the statement, yea, I have loved. God's love is not object dependent. It exists because that's who God is. God is love. Everything else comes forth from the fact His justice blossoms from His love. His judgment is derived from His love. His grace is the fruit on the vine of His love. His mercy is the offspring from the well of His love. His giving is the result of His love for God so loved the world that He gave. God didn't seek someone who could earn it. God didn't want someone who could merit it. God didn't need someone who measured up to it. God loved in spite of it all. He simply loved us because it's who He is. God's love isn't earned. I like it. There's nothing I can do to make Him love me more and there's nothing I can do to make Him love me less. Everything my eye takes in proclaims it. God loves. Every sound I hear testifies. God loves. Everything in this creation gives a report. Yea, God has loved. Think about it. Creation. God is loved. Calvary. God has loved. My Bible. God has loved. The second coming. God has loved. Yay. I have loved. That's the song of every bird. Yay, I have loved. That's the fragrance of every flower. Yay, I have loved. That's the testimony of all creation. Yay, have I loved. That's what the sun sings as it rises and reminds us as it sets. Yay, I have loved. The oceans ebb and tide because God loves. The rivers course to the land because God has loved. The mountains tower to the sky because God has loved. Everything and every part of everything in this all existence has been touched by the love of God. There's no more powerful statement than that. Yay, I have love. But it gets gooder. That's the proclamation of his love, but watch the personalization of his love. And if you run, it's okay. Because here's what it says. Yay, I have loved thee. Time out and shout. Yeah, I have loved another. No, yeah, I've loved some. No, yeah, I've loved that. No, but he makes it very personal. Here we leave off the outer rings of the target and God nails it to the bullseye and says, I'm not talking to some other crowd. He said, I'm talking to you tonight. I think about old Jeremiah. Jeremiah lived in an hour where nobody loved him. And God said, how about write this down real quick. I've loved you. Israel's been rebellious and ran from God. They didn't deserve God's love. But he said, write this down real quick and remind them, I have loved you. I saw in the Bible as I read it that God loved Adam even though he sinned and I can understand that. I saw it in the Bible and read it that God loved Noah even though he got drunk and I guess I can understand that. I saw where God loved Moses even though he lost his temper and I reckon I can understand that. I saw where God loved Abraham even though he was a liar and I guess I can understand that. I read where God loved Jacob even though he was a trickster. I guess I can understand that. I saw where God loved David even though he gave way to his carnal lust. I guess I 
can understand that. I saw where God loved Gideon, though he was a weak man. I guess I can understand that. I saw where God loved Elijah, though he got depressed and wanted to quit. I guess I can understand that. I saw where God, I saw where God loved Jeremiah when he tried to lay it down. I guess I can understand that. I saw where God loved that man of Gadara, and I saw where God loved Lazarus and the woman at the well, and I can understand that, but I'll tell you something a lot better than all that. I read in my Bible and I found God doesn't just love them, but thank God he loves me. Best of all is that he loves me. I don't know who you are, but I know God loves you. I'm glad he loves the thief and the murderer, the drunkard and the liar. He loves the churchgoer and the one who's never darkened the church door. There's no one beyond the net of the love of God. Listen, tonight you may not have an earthly father or mother, a spouse or brother that cares about you, but there's a God in heaven that loves you like you were the only one to be loved, and such were some of you. You say, how'd you get in? I got in by the love of God. Oh my, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some might even dare to die. But God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In due time he died for the ungodly. Greater man hath no, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus said, as the Father loves me, so love I you. I was telling Brother Flood in the office, I remember in, before I got saved in lifeguard training, a man was giving us a tutorial and he said, I went through this training a long time ago and he said, it came down to the time I was certified and had the opportunity to save my first person from drowning. He said, I was at a lake and a boy was in the lake and he said, the boy began to drown in the lake and he said, I ran to the edge of the lake and I wanted to rush in and save him. But he said, I began to get nervous and fearful and I thought, if I go in, I'll probably die if I try to save him. And the man was broken as he told us. And he said, you know what? I loved myself more than I cared about him. And he told us how that young person drowned in that lake. And I thought about that as I studied. Whenever the Lord looked down and saw you and me sinking in the sea of sin, I'm glad he didn't stop at the bank. I'm glad he looked into the waves and he saw the torrent and said, it might cost me my life if I go in to save them. But he said, I love them anyway. And I'm glad he went to where I was and reached down and pulled me out and gave his life for mine. The proclamation of his love, the personalizing of his love. What about this? The perpetuity of his love. All we know is temporal love. We know those who love us for a while and then leave. We know love with limits and love that changes. We know love that reaches its end, but God's love is everlasting. It's love that's unchanging. It's love that's undiminishing. It's love that never ends. It's love that never dies. It's perpetual, always there. There's no genesis of it and no conclusion to it. It runs as the ages roll. You might ask the question, when will God stop loving? And somebody might ignorantly say, maybe God will stop loving when the stars stop shining. Maybe God will stop loving when the sun turns cold. Maybe God will stop loving when the ocean runs dry. Maybe God will stop loving when the planets fall from their orbit. Maybe God perhaps will stop loving when the time stops running. Maybe God will stop loving when I break his commandment. But everlasting says this, even when the stars stop shining, God loves. Even when the sun turns cold, 
God loves. Even when the oceans run dry, God loves. Even when the planets fall from their spot, God loves. Even when time is no more, God loves. Even when you break his commandment, God loves. God's love runs its constant, unending, and undisturbed cycle from the celestial to terrestrial, from earth to eternity, land and sea, time to when time is no more. The strongest wind will obey. Raging seas calm. But God's love billows and blows without limit or length. He loves as long as eternity and as potently as his own omnipotence. God's love is not fickle, it is faithful. It is not, is not portioned, it is totally given. It's not love by degree, it's love with no measure. Everlasting, not just the duration, but the degree. Not just the period of it, but the power and potency behind it. What it tells me is God loves with as much fervor forever and in the next moment as he did the moment before. No need for pedal picking with God. Remember that? Pick flower and pickets, but he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. There's no need for pedal picking with God. Tonight I want to remind you, he loves you. Calvary tells me he loves us. The reason we can honor and commemorate this tonight is because of the love of God for us. Tonight as we partake in this, let's remember, greater love have no man than that. Then he laid down his life for those who crucified him. And yet he'd say they're my friends. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.